folks. We're back live at the center of New, uh, no, the center of New Hampshire. Yeah, they actually, it actually usually goes really well when we're at the center of New Hampshire. <laughs> but we're back live from the Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce's mayoral debate. And as is always the case, we flag people as we see them walk by and ask them if they want to talk on the radio. And our next guest uh, shouldn't be a stranger. He was just on the air with us Monday. He's Ward 3 Alderman Patrick Long. And, uh, well, he's here for the big debate. Alderman, uh, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, Manchester. Glad to be back. Rich. So uh, how was your... Oh, everybody can hear all right? Yeah, so, I can hear. All right, yeah. cool. So how... Uh, uh, how's it? How's it going out there on the campaign? We haven't had a chance to talk one on one. Of course, you were in with uh, uh, your opponent for a debate in our studios on Monday. I don't know if you got any feedback from that, but how's the campaign going? Oh, the campaign's going well. Uh, still going door to door. Been going door to door since uh, beginning of July. Um, it's amazing to me how uh, how much weight have you lost? <laughs> people uh, actually, I've lost more weight, probably mm -hmm. ten pounds, twelve mm -hmm. pounds. I don't weigh myself. I don't want to know, but <laughs> I just ordered online a sports coat and it fit me perfect. So there you go. <laughs> that's that's a good thing. I've never been an off the rack guy. I've always been an odd size. But right. anyway, so right. Jordan, what well, yeah. What do people hear? Uh, what do people hear? Uh, what are you hearing from people as you go door to door? Well, the largest concerns are neighborhood neighborhood quality of life issues. Uh, yeah. Whether it's whether it's parking, whether it's uh, lighting. I mean, I know there were four areas in my ward that uh, needed lighting, uh, but I'm finding out that more uh, more areas are needed uh, lighting. Mm -hmm. You know, when you find you have lights, uh, graffiti's cut down and uh, crime is cut down. Crime so. is cut. Now, Pat, you know, I remember back in the mid '90s when the city was in the throes of you know one of these sort of crime waves, these drug-induced crime waves, and what lot. One of the one of the keys to you know, its recovery was the, the aggressive establishment of neighborhood watch groups. And back in the day, it was, you know, all the vogue for the, the men folk of the neighborhood to get together. Not that the women didn't, but it was mostly the men. And, you know, go out patrolling the, the you know, the neighborhoods at troubled times, sometimes with a police officer, usually not. But they always had the, you know, uh, you know dial 911 if they saw something kind of thing. What, what's happening on the ground today in, in that terms? Are there neighborhood watch groups? Are there people out there who are you know, aggressively working with police departments or their aldermen or whoever to report things and, and, and get them get them uh, addressed? Yeah, there's not the neighborhood watch groups that we think people patrol in the neighborhood. Uh, you know, in today's society, there aren't too many people that want to step out and, and you know, the old, walk in the, in the neighborhood. Yeah, the old mm -hmm. Curtis Sliwa model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. But there Guardian are a lot of neighbor groups that I meet with um, mm -hmm. when there's an issue because like an abandoned property that's being misused. I'll, I'll get a neighbor that calls me. I'll have that neighbor get three or four other neighbors because they're all on the same page. First mm -hmm. of all, they get to meet their neighbors. Second of all, uh, you know, it, you got power in numbers. Uh, so we're able to get planning down there. We're able to get police police presence at the meetings and address that uh, abandoned property. And it's been very successful. Gotcha. So uh, obviously a number of ward issues. Now, people re refer to your ward as the downtown ward, and they think of Elm Street and the business district and things like that. But what's the scope and breadth of your ward? Uh, the, yeah, the ward is the uh, south side of Webster to the north side of um, Queen City uh, from the water to uh, the west side of uh, Union Street. So that's that's a pretty big chunk. It is. Not, not necessarily is. thought of as a na residential neighborhood. Uh, well, but it, it is. it's not thought of, but it, yeah, primarily it is. I mean, is. my constituents are made up of the residents in downtown. Of course. So yeah. if you, I mean, you, and you're obviously hearing a lot about individual ward issues, but when it comes to the city issues, what are people talking about? Uh, lighting infrastructure. Lighting really? infrastructure, 
Um, as far as uh, crime goes, uh, the the fact of police uh, um, police riding by their neighborhoods has, has increased. Uh, yeah. They're comfortable with that. Uh, there was a time prior to hiring, you know, getting up to the complement of 237 where uh, they really saw a, a police patrol car drive by. So uh, they're, com- they're comfortable with a police patrol car coming by and with meeting with police, gotcha. community policing. Meeting with police. All right. So, Pat, uh, I'll let you go because I know this okay. is a, a big and busy room. But any, any closing thoughts? Uh, no. Thanks for uh, thanks for the debate. I think it's important for people to see where both uh, candidates are coming from. And uh, have a great day. Well, glad to thank you, too. That's Award 3 Alderman Pat Long uh, in what has been referred to as a Clash of Titans race, one of uh, a handful around the city locked in a, uh, in a battle for re-election with uh, the son of former Mayor Bob Baines, uh, Tim, a, restu- a downtown restaurant owner. Okay, so, uh, John. Uh, what are you hearing? We started to get to this. Uh, yep. Ed, you, feel free to chime in. I, you know, I want you to do more than look like eye candy here behind the microphone. I'm doing my best. You're doing your best. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to see if we can get. Uh, well, there's there's Mayor Baines. There's Tim Baines. If he wants to come also, over, Ray Zork here. Yeah, I'm I'm going to try to flag uh, flag the mayor and see if he wants to come down here. But um, John, door to door, what are you hearing? You you said something about class sizes. Yeah. So people who actually do have specific uh, school questions or issues, class sizes at the top. Uh, common Core is probably the second most common question. You know, where do you stand on Common Core? That that's still an issue with people. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just if that's kind of a placeholder or a surrogate for curriculum uh, concerns. Mm-hmm. So lack thereof. You know, in the fact they don't have textbooks and parents don't know what's going on. Um, that's a challenge you, you hear about consistently too. Um, yeah, but you know the funny thing is about that textbook thing is it's not it, it you know it's not the it's not the the old saw that there isn't enough money for textbooks, as some would have you believe, it's because when the city adopted the Manchester Academic Standards, the administration literally gave away every elementary math book that we had. They literally just gave them away. And we because should they find were inconsistent with our new that, standards. We should find out who made that decision and send them a bill. <laughs> yeah, that would well. That be that would be the person who's suing us for five hundred dollars for uh, doing an arbitration case. Yeah, exactly. And uh, as soon as I heard that, that was my that was my immediate response. She's suing us. We should be sending her a bill for three three years of not showing up for her job. Indeed. And in the ever unpredictable world of these things, we have another candidate for alderman coming to the uh, to the microphone. It is. Um, the challenger to the gentleman we just interviewed, Tim Baines. He's a restaurant owner in the downtown, resident as well. Tim, good morning. Uh, welcome to the Dry to Large Radio Show. Good morning, Rich. Long time no see. It has been since Monday. So uh, you're, you're, you're two days off the uh, the, the big debate. Uh, how'd it go? You know, I thought it went really well. Uh, talking about uh, giving a voice back to everybody in the ward. Um, the feedback I received uh, was great. And uh, I think people are excited for a change across the board. So what do you, as you go door to door, Tim, what are you hearing are the issues out there? In Ward 3, it's public safety, uh, number one. Um, People don't feel safe uh, walking around in the downtown. Uh, Spoke with a woman that just moved into 875 Elm Street, the uh, refurbished apartments above Citizens Bank. And, you know, she walks her dog at night. She won't do it anymore. Uh, with what she sees. And um, I just think we need a, a different perspective, a different look at these issues, um, and we need change. And um, it's, it's public safety, number one, and uh, finding new ways to uh, address the opioid epidemic. Right. On the opioid epidemic front, uh, you know, it seems to me that the last, uh, I don't want to say the last, but one of the big 
one of the big pushes right now that the mayor has been making for more than a couple of years, actually, is to find uh, what I'll call transitional housing. You know, the kind of housing that someone's in drug court or they're in rehab or whatnot that um, will be a, a safe, sober place for them to be as they work their way through treatment, or I should say recovery. Um, do you agree with that? And if so, what's the city's role, if any, do you think, in, in quote-unquote providing that housing? I certainly agree with and applaud his efforts um, mm -hmm. and obviously the uh, advocating for more funding uh, from the state. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, Rich, uh, certainly uh, these other towns um, uh, don't have the funding and, and a lot of um, the people that are struggling with addiction are, are being brought into Manchester and that's caused a lot of issues um, specifically in the downtown. Um, I do think it's the city's role to uh, rise rise to the challenge and, and do everything that we can. I certainly do applaud um, the mayor's efforts and uh, I think we need to be doing more though. Gotcha. So um, public safety, the opioid epidemic, people talking to you at all about taxes, schools? I mean, what's on the minds of the of the residents of the downtown? I, do you have kids? I do not have kids. Okay. Uh, but in regards to schools, um, I've seen it firsthand with my friends, uh, people I talk to all the time. When they're starting a family, they're moving out of town. Mm -hmm. And we have to rise to the challenge. Um, you have a lot of, gr you know, the milliard that's booming mm -hmm. and people are looking to our area. And, and this kudos to go around to the current board and current mayor for um, the environment that's allowed this to happen. Mm -hmm. But when we're trying to attract people from around the country uh, for these opportunities, the first thing they're looking at is the reputation of our schools. Mm -hmm. The reputation of our schools, um, whether it's the reality or the perception, there's an issue. And um, we need to address it. Mm -hmm. So what's it like to be the son of a former mayor running for alderman? You, uh, uh, do, you, do, you, do you find that uh, an advantage, a disadvantage? Are you carrying his could baggage? Be a little bit of both. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, um, and, and by the way, the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. I mean, you guys are practically, you know, split, spitting images of each other. You know, I, same uh, height, you know. Not you sure know. that I go a day without hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, um, you just tell them you get the good looks of the family, right? <laughs> but uh, so um, that mean is it, it? How have you found that to be? I mean, I, you, you, I are mean, people I, giving you a chance to sort of be your own guy? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, just because it's my father doesn't mean that we're going to uh, agree on every issue. Well, I, you I know? certainly didn't and, agree with my dad on every issue. Right. I'm sure we have that in common. And by the way, your dad was a role model to me at, at yeah, Southside. Uh, junior high school mm -hmm. and um, you know I, I was going to talk about it with you at some point you know uh, we respect our fathers uh, and, and I'm proud of what my father did for Manchester and I, I say to this day he wakes up every day and wants to make Manchester a better place mm -hmm. and um, I respect the hell out of that. There you go. Well, Tim, if people want to, uh, uh, you know, learn more about your campaign, we got 11, what was it, 13 days left, something like that? 13 days. Lucky 13. It's coming quick. It's coming quick. Absolutely. So um, I can be reached. My phone number is 703-4990. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Baines for Alderman and also have a website at timbaines.com. All right. And I almost forgot. I There we go. We got it. We gotta get the gotta get the uh, on location picture of Tim so we can send it up for the for the archive and the Facebook page. Tim Baines, we appreciate you being with us here Sounds on the Trout Large Radio Show. Thank you. All right, you know what? I'm gonna throw it to break right now for traffic, weather, and sports. This segment brought to us by Manchester Mayor Ted Gatsis. He put out a 12-point plan to harness what he says is the energy coming from Manchester's Renaissance. Learn more at tedgatsis.com plan. That's tedgatsis.com slash plan.